You guys know I am a huge advocate for bringing love to your cycles and embodying love on your periods. And this is why I would love to thank the sponsor of today's video, Cycles Journal. Cycles Journal is an all-personal period tracking journal that includes more than just a period tracker. Cycles Journal includes fertility tracking, cervical mucus tracking, pages dedicated to personal rituals and routines, nutrition facts, and ways to prevent pregnancy holistically and naturally, and so much more. This journal is my favorite as I love to include it in my nightly and morning routines. The link to her website will be in my description. Use my code SACREDSHARP for 10% off. Again, use my code SACREDSHARP for 10% off. Hello guys, welcome to my podcast. It is so nice to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me in this space. So I just want to thank all of you guys. I had got my Spotify wrapped and I see that I'm top one on a lot of y'all's accounts, top five, top 10. And I just want to thank all of you guys for tuning in, for listening and just for, you know, being here with me on this journey. I'm so glad to be with you on your journey. So yeah, thank you so much. Also, make sure that you guys are leaving reviews on my Spotify and my Apple. You know what? On my Apple. I have reviews on my Spotify, um, but I would love, love, love to get more reviews on my Apple. So please make sure that you guys are leaving those reviews. Both is totally fine, but I most prefer my Apple. So yeah just just thank y'all so much so i've been teasing um this episode and i've been teasing my my episode after this one for weeks and i can tell i can really tell because i know y'all y'all are really excited for the episode where i talk about over sexualization hypersexuality how to heal it um where it comes from how we as women can over sexualize ourselves and I know I can tell just by how you guys flooded my DMs on Instagram. I can tell that you guys are really, really excited about that episode. And I am as well because we as women, that is something that's something that we all struggle with, right? In some little aspect. And um, I know you guys are kind of like, I just want the episode to be released. So I want to get this episode out because I love this episode and this episode is real personal to me. So if you kind of hear me just talking more slowly, um, taking pauses, just be patient with me because this episode is a real personal one for me. And as someone who is still healing this, I just need to take little moments just to gather myself, right? But yeah, the episode after this one, I'm so excited about. And I just know that you guys are going to really receive that one so well because the way that you guys have been asking me questions, you guys just been you know, talking to me, agreeing with me. I can tell that episode is going to be like a good one, right? And I'm so excited to start taking notes on it and everything else. So I have my notes for this podcast because as you guys know, I love to learn and I love to do research before I do any of my podcasts because I will never come on this podcast and and spit some BS and post it. No, I always get my facts right, okay? I'm gonna always do my research. So notes are right here. Let's get into it. So this episode requires lots of vulnerability and for the past few weeks I've been really testing out my vulnerability really challenging myself to be vulnerable right in my family especially the women's side of my family it's really hard for us to be vulnerable it's really hard for us to be in this level 
of vulnerability and because the women in my family are successful women right like majority of the women in my family have made it are doing really good for themselves financially vulnerability is often tied to too real too raw the people may dislike you you can lose stuff with vulnerability and so we sort of hide away from vulnerability right and I've learned this within myself like growing up it was hard for me to be very open and very vulnerable because I was taught that vulnerability was a bad thing like in the, in, the, in the littlest of ways, right? Like my mom, for example, she hates crying in front of us. Like she does not like to cry in front of us. I've probably only seen my mom cry like once in my entire life, once or twice, but she rarely ever cries. And when she do cry, it's a quick like one, two, and then just, you know, she gets over it. So in the littlest of ways, I kind of just been like conditioned to think that being vulnerable is just something to not do at all, right? And this is why I made this podcast episode because it requires vulnerability for me. And um this is this podcast is a challenge for me, right? And I knew <laughs> I know my ancestors and God is doing with this one because they're like, since you wanna be vulnerable, since you since you wanna be the, the face of self-love and stuff, make this podcast and step into this vulnerability. So that's exactly what I'm doing. And um, yeah, so Growing up, I hated my hair. I hated how it looked. I did not like my hair. I I despised my hair. And I resented myself for having this hair. All through middle, middle school, elementary school, high school, I was teased and bullied relentlessly. There'll be times when I'm in class, right, and I'm wearing a scarf. Um, and I'm not bothering anybody. I'm, I'm in front of this kid and... He's immature. He just wants a little laugh. And um, he would, my hair was matted underneath my scarf. I didn't do anything to my hair that day. And he would sometimes rip my my scarf off my hair. And the whole class laugh at me, point at me and say, oh, you're bald headed. And I grew to hate that word so much. I mean, we're going to get into that. But yeah, I was called bald headed. I was, I was compared to men. Um, deemed as masculine. I was... I was really, really hated just for having my hair, just for having it short. And this was amongst my own people. Um, I hate to say it. I really do. Please do not give me a one-star rating. Please, please, please don't. <laughs> but um, I, I, I came to this realization. It was not white people back in my school. Bear, hold on. Stop. Bear with me. Okay, come back. God, right now you finna do, you finna put that one star rating, uh-uh. It was, it wasn't white people that made fun of me, right? It wasn't, now it was a predominantly black school. It wasn't them that always poked fun at me, right? They weren't the ones that really said much because they didn't really care. It was my own people that bullied me, that teased me, that made me feel so ugly, so undesirable just because of my short hair. It was them. It was when I was in class and maybe I just had something to say, right? Let's say, for example, I had an opinion and um, I just said it, you know, everyone else sharing their opinion. So, you know, let me just go ahead and say my two. And um, this kid, like, just you're, you're bald headed. Like, they'll always say that, like, you're bald headed. And it was a way to invalidate me. It was a way to make me feel so undesirable. There'd be times when, like, the girls would be like, oh, you need a wig or you need to put some weave in or just get a perm 
Or there'd be times when the guys would be like, oh, no, she bald-headed. I would never, you know, date that. I would never touch that. And I literally spent literally the majority of my life just hating my hair. Even on my Instagram, right, you can see how I'm rarely ever wearing my hair. Actually, I don't think I have one picture of my real hair up there. You, 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 see, you see either scarves, weaves, wigs, but never my hair. And that's because over almost a decade, well, actually over a decade, I just did not like my hair. And as a short 4C hair girl, um, I know I'm not the only person that has went through this. And I ended up doing some research and I've realized that I'm not the only person with this. I'm not the only person that struggled with this. It's 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 multiple. It's like a group, like a large percentage of 4C girls with short hair um, would tell you like I've experienced that in school and just being called bald headed or being compared to the girl with long hair and they're like oh you're ugly compared to her or just seeing how noticing how 4C hair in our community is only accepted when it's long when it's big however if you have short 4C hair you're instantly rejected you're placed in this bubble aside from actual society and it's like it's a struggle for short 4C hair girls like they would tell you I would tell you that amongst our own people it's traumatizing right and my mom I remember going to my room I cannot tell you how many times I would go to my mom's room right and I would just beg her like literally beg her to put weave and put weave in my hair or to go get me braids like you just make an appointment I just want some braids in my hair and she would never do it she would always be like I am not putting braids in your hair because I know that you hate your hair and I know that it's not genuine you just want braids because you don't want to know where your real hair is. so I'm going to force you to wear your real hair because you you need to learn how to love your hair right and it didn't work because I still hated my hair all through school right but I knew she had really, really great intentions. But yeah, so I just I just did not like my hair. So that's a little one-two about me. I just want to run through that because I want kind of sound just kind of set the basis and the foundation for how this episode is going to go and how I moved into this very deep self-love for my hair. So one day I was meditating and you guys know my question. I'm in a space of self-love, but how can I come deeper? I was I was meditating one day and I was just asking myself, how can I go deeper into my vulnerability? Because again, that's my theme of the past few weeks, vulnerability. How can I sink deeper into myself? What questions can I ask to go deeper? I just want I want to literally be real, be raw with myself. And so something told me within my spirit <laughs> to wear my hair and for two to three years I did nothing but cover my hair with scarves and weaves so I didn't really wear my hair at all and my hair had stopped growing growing because of that like my hair for those years did not really grow much because I did not let it breathe I didn't take care of it right like after I took my locks down I would instantly book another another appointment to go get some more locks and then the wait out at in between those periods waiting uh, waiting to the actual appointment was just uh, a little water a little comb comb it out uh, okay put a wig on and then we'll just wait till I get my locks and that had kind of damaged my hair at the time because I was not taking care of it. I was not oiling it as I should. I was not washing it like I should. I was not doing hair masks. So my hair for those two to three years rarely ever grew because number one, it didn't feel loved. And I'm a strong, 
believer in your hair literally reflects the way you the way you think of yourself so the reason why my hair didn't grow is because my hair did my hair it sensed that I did not like it it sensed that it was not being loved so it didn't grow like it should have because it didn't feel love so it's kind of like I'm not finishing here and grow because I don't feel love my hair like a garden it was not being watered it was not being taken care of so it didn't grow like the way I want it to grow. Whereas someone who has um, long hair, bigger hair, where their hair is actually growing, um, and even short, forcey hair girls, when you know your hair is growing, is because you love it. You're pouring that love into it. You're taking care of it. So it has no other reason but to grow because it feels loved. So I just, I'm a strong believer in your hair reflects the way you think of yourself, the way you feel about yourself. So you're just not a little at home. You may be like, my hair is not growing. What's going on? And maybe, and of course there can be other issues, but I will also just think about like, how do you feel about your hair? Like, do you love it? Do you hate it? Like, what's your opinion about your hair? And sometimes that can lead you into the truth of why your hair is not growing. So that's something that I had to do. And, um, yeah, I was just told to step into this vulnerability and wear my real hair. So after that, I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's, I'm going to do it. Because let's be real, you guys. Wigs, weaves, all that all that kind of stuff is so expensive. And this is what we kind of have set the standard for black women in hair and and looks in general, right? The standards can sometimes be so expensive to upkeep. And I have posted on my Instagram. I was like, the the standard for black women beauty-wise is so expensive. And no one talks about how much money black women have, have to constantly dish out. No one talks about how much money black women constantly spend just to meet the standard. It is expensive. Hair care products is not cheap. Um, getting wigs, getting weaves, faux locks, the, the locks that I got, right, that had costed me like a good 200 and something, I think 100 something to even book it. So that's over 300 something dollars I'm already putting out just to get some locks in my hair. Um, that's expensive. And no one talks about how how hard we have made the standard for black women. I would even see on TikTok, like if you go on TikTok and you look up like Black Barbie, there's a whole trend around called Black Barbie. Or if you just look up like attractive black women or model black women, black women are only considered model-like, quotation marks. Black women are only considered attractive, excuse me, and sexy if they are somewhere in those european standards right and that's expensive like y'all don't understand getting those those 40 inch bust downs that's not 20 dollars like <laughs> that's a good 500 400 300 dollars like that's somebody's rent you get what i'm saying like this stuff is not cheap nails are expensive like the nails that i usually get i don't really get nails nowadays but i know that i was getting nails frequently that was like a good 90 to 100 dollars um makeup that's not cheap like this stuff is not cheap and no one talks about how expensive it must be for black women like right to just be just just to be considered attractive in societal in societal realm society has literally made it so hard for black women so when i when i wear my real hair i feel like i'm really challenging that standard right like society does not want me to wear my short 4c hair they don't want us to love our short 4c hair it's marketing 
um when we hit our short for see here that's more business for them right that's more sales for them they actually were probably clapping their hands and praising the god when i was wearing my scarves and wigs and weeds because guess what that was more bookings for them that was more um products products to be sold that was business for them right like this stuff is business for them they're not looking at, at they're not looking at it how we look at it right they're not saying like all oh, these black women hate their hair that must be so sad you know let's join hands let's hug these black women they're saying oh that's more business for me oh she hates her hair bring her out bring her on in that's more that's more money i can make right like they see our our oppression our struggle is money for them like this that that is business right and so we get our nails done we try to upkeep these these things and that's more money that's more business that's more sales and one day after i was told to wear my natural hair i really sat back and I thought about it i was like i am getting so sick of constantly dishing out money dishing out money dishing out money and don't get me wrong i still had dished out a little bit a little bit more money because i had to buy the products for my natural hair from for my curls but I would rather do that than having to constantly dish out money for wigs and weaves and whatever, right? It got heavy. Like, it got heavy to constantly be dishing out money. It was hurting my bank account. Like, even my nails, right? I rarely ever get my nails done because it was hurting my account. It was like, this is 100 some dollars I'm constantly dishing out, you know, over some nails that will break if I just, if I... <laughs> If I'm taking a shower and I end up, you know, doing something, my nail just falls off, right? Like, this stuff is expensive. And just one day, I was like, I'm so sick of dishing out money. I'm so sick of constantly trying to uphold the standard in society. Like, this is getting tired. This is getting tiring. It's draining. And no one talks about that, like how draining it is for Black women to uphold the standard. That is, it is draining. Ning, I I have a friend. She always get wigs. Like she she wears her real hair. She loves her. She loves her hair. And I was telling her like, girl, how much them wigs cost? And she told me the price. And I was like, oh my god, like it's draining. It's draining financially. It's draining mentally. It's draining emotionally. It's draining spiritually. Black women are constantly killed and rejected and it's so sad because if a black girl come up to somebody and say hey i hate my 4c hair i don't like my 4c hair um it's quickly brushed off with a get a wig get a perm put some weave in um put a hat on you know just avoid it and that's how we um sort of confront issues within the black community regarding anything but right now i'm talking about hair we avoid it you know we avoid our issues and we put it under the rug and we don't care about it and i look like at the other groups of women like the other races and i realize compared to other races of women black women are given a lot less sympathy and black women are given a lot less um, attention that comes down to our problems because our problems are lowered down to a money grab it's lowered down to just a marketing tactic just business right and so we don't get that much sympathy and this is why i always say it's up to black women to find deep self-love within themselves because this society is not going to teach it right like this society is not going to teach you how to love your petite body how to love your short hair this society will not teach you that so it's up to you to find it within yourself like during a time when i was very insecure within my body this society was not going to teach me how to love my body right 
Like, this society was not going to teach me how to love my small butt and boobs. All it was going to do was promote BBLs, as we see within the BBL movement, how popular it is. They're going to promote that. They're going to promote women getting breast implants. They're going to promote weave wigs. They're going to continue pushing influencers that more so cater to um, showing off wigs. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you get my point. And um, that is what we are. That that is that is where we are as a black community, right? And it's very sad. It's so 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 sad and this is why i tell people it is up to you to find self-love they're going to continue promoting bbos breast implants wigs weaves um they're going to continue promoting this and they're not going to teach us anything about self-love as black people they're not and so it was up to me to finally say i will no longer continue wearing these weaves these wigs um I'm done wearing it. Like, if I'm going to wear it, it's because I'm, I genuinely want to wear it. And I'm like, hey, I think it's a cute hairstyle. I'm going to try it. Instead of I'm wearing this because I don't feel like dealing with my hair. I, I hate my hair. If that's the reason, I'm not wearing it. And so it, it inquires this this level of just deep vulnerability with yourself. And the, thing, the beautiful thing about vulnerability is it's not for anybody. It's not supposed to be received. Not, not supposed to be received, but... You being vulnerable is not because it's supposed to be received, right? Whether it's received or not, that's not your business. Vulnerability is for you and for you only. My vulnerability with my hair, with parts of my life and things that I share, is for me. It's for my growth. It's for my healing, right? Um, It's for my happiness. It's for my mental. I'm not doing this. I'm not being vulnerable because I want people to like me. I want to be received. That's none of my business. I really don't care. My vulnerability is because I just want to be the best me and I find myself being the best version of myself through my most authentic places when I'm real, when I'm raw. That is who I am. So your vulnerability, I, I, I challenge every black woman to step into whatever vulnerability that, that you need to step into. It's about being real, being raw, being authentic. And this is how you come into a very deep self-love with yourself when you're not afraid of those dark edges, those dark parts, those wild aspects of you, right? Like a wild woman, you're not afraid of those wild parts of you, those parts of you that parts of you that society tries so hard to demonize and tries so hard to stray you away from. It's about stepping into those those parts and being able to say, Hey, I love it here. I'm comfortable here. Well and even if I'm not comfortable here, I'm able to I'm I'm able to be in this place still and make room out of it, you know? And it's it's about not being afraid of it, right? And um I did some more research and did some more digging and I realized our ancestors had a very close relationship with black hair, with our hair. And I've realized there's a pattern in history and I mentioned this, not mentioned this, but I kind of saw it in my my episode where I talk about cycles and periods, how every single time I talk about self-hate and self-love, there's always like this connection and where in this midst of self-hate in this big glob of self-hate, right? There's always a point where there was self-love. There's always a point where there was union, there was um sacredness, it was divine, but somehow, some way, self-hate was able to slip in through the corners and just take it all over, right? And so 
everything that i'm i'm telling you is sacred truth is sacred knowledge that has been lost that has been covered because we lost so much of the sacred truths and sacred knowledge as black people and what basically i'm going to tell you is these africans back in the 15th century our ancestors they took really great care of their hair and the whole idea of bald-headed um quotation marks and the whole idea of and we're going to talk about actually where bald headed came from. Um, the whole idea of our hair being hard to manage, the whole idea that our hair is just too much was literally non-existent during these times because they truly believed in the power of their hair. They made these butters. They had these combs that they made from their hands that was specialized for their hair. They had these butters, they had these oils, and they truly nourished that truly nourished and rejuvenated their hair. And they would comb their hair um gently. Like the whole they their hair really ever got detangled and was um ever got it really ever got detangled and it really ever broke off because they took really good care of their hair with these with these um these tools and they believe that their hair was so close to the spirit realm which is why their hair grows up they believe our hair grows up because our hair is so divine and so connected to the spirit realm they didn't see the girl with short hair as less sacred than the girl with long hair they saw both women as so sacred as equally beautiful and they took care of their hair so much and it's crazy because it's like okay so then where did the self-hate come in where did it all go wrong and this is when the slave trade happened so due to the slave trade it became very hard for them to take good care of their hair and all those tools they use it became very hard you know and they couldn't do the rituals and routines they once did because that's what they did before. Rituals and routines that helped them to embody love. But during the slave trade, they were not able to do those same things, right? And what these slave masters did was they, to dehumanize them, they would refer to their hair as fur and wool. And they used this to justify why they treated the slaves as animals and this forced slaves to use um tools such as horse brushes and wool cutting instruments to care for their hair because they had nothing else right and um this is how the hair texture hierarchy was birthed where the people with looser hair were deemed as house slaves because they were deemed as close to whiteness, quotation marks. And so they were deemed as house slaves. They were treated better. They were treated as, you know, human. And then the people who had hair like me that was curly, that was so beautiful, um, kinky, that had the tighter curls, they were treated as animals, as subhumans, and they were literally rejected, right? And we still, to this day, um, struggle with this, which lets me know that we have internalized this this hatred, right? We internalize this, and now we do it to each other. So now we we go we attack each other, right? Like even it's it's so oh my god, it's even in the music, right? Like you have a guy like Chris Brown, and you guys know this song it was a huge controversy, like a huge 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 controversy. Um, he has said something about how he only. It's something about the girls with good hair. It's something like that. You guys know the lyric. I don't know the song. I don't. I haven't listened to the song. I just remember like looking it up and seeing the lyrics. And I was like, oh my God, this is terrible. But it's a huge controversy. And um, yeah, he has said something about, you know, girls with good hair. And we all know what that means. 
um when people say that good hair right quotation marks and um if we continue to display men black men um black women to our community that think like that that has that slave mentality we how can we grow and how can we come into this deep loving union with our hair right you have men like chris brown who is teaching and is is literally putting out here this this hatred for our hair and it's in the music it's in the music videos it's it's everywhere right like we're be, we're always attacked from each and every single side which is why i go to my my other point you have to be able to teach your own self this self-love because i'm promise you society is not going to teach you and so um when i when i when i see things like this it it reminds me like there's nothing wrong with my short for a c hair my short for a c hair is the most beautiful most sacred most divine thing this is sacred law my ancestors said this right my ancestors back in the 15th century before the slave trade um happened this is what they believed this is what was true my hair is so beautiful but but because of self-hate because of all of this no this this ugliness towards our hair all of this sake all the sacred laws and all the the um sacred truths became so lost right and then moreover there was a law in 17 in 1769 established prohibiting creole women from um basically they couldn't display excessive attention to their looks so this had forced them to cover their hair up and cover their black features with scarves and cover their hair in public because again the, that law prohibited them from um excessive uh, excessive quotation mark attention and this is all that we have internalized we all eternalize this and it's this notion that any feature that isn't close to whiteness is deemed as unattractive you're rejected and you're deemed as ugly right and this is something i've really struggled with almost all of my life and to be 19 and to come into this deep this deep union and this deep realization i feel so happy and i just i just know that it's it's not mine alone i'm supposed to also wake up the conscious because i don't want to be the only person bathing in this in this deep self-love i want all of my black women with short forcey hair to bathe in this self-love because you deserve to bathe in self-love right and um it's this thing where we associate long hair in any community now this is not, not just for the black community but for almost any community with feminine beautiful desirable and worthy right and then short hair is usually associated with undesirability masculinity ugliness and unworthiness and so i want to mention this the word bald-headed so i hate this term so much because this is a term that i've heard almost all of my school years back in elementary school middle school high school right Every single time I walk down the hallways, oh, she bald-headed. She ain't got no hair on her head. And I was not bald-headed, clearly. I did have hair on my head. The only difference is my hair is just short and 4C, and that is a-okay. But we use this term bald-headed to make, to reject, and to make black women feel undesirable and to make them feel masculine. It's a word to somewhat dehumanize you. It's a word to make you feel like you're less than, right? And so when I did my meditation, I was really going within myself. I had said, why do I hate being called bald-headed, right? Number one is not true. 
And number two, you obviously have hair on your head. But why do I hate this word so much? And I've realized I hated it word so much because it always made me feel so undesirable and just so like, I won't say masculine, but it just, it made me feel like I just was not in my femininity, right? And I, I understood that the word bald head is a word meant for that. Like it's meant to make you feel your lowest of the lowest, right? That's what they call black women with short hair bald headed. And um, my own people would say this to me. Like that was the saddest part. It was my own people. It was, it was us, you know? So for a long time, you guys, I remember just having this resentment. I've always been very pro-black. Like, I always had, like, this love for my my community. Like, I will always stand for my community. But I remember doing those two to three years and I was hiding my hair. I had this resentment with black people and it came down to hair because it was like, it was like, why did you guys make fun of me like that? Like, why did you guys um torment me like that? Like, that was so evil and just so wrong, right? And the more that I peeled back the layers of of the self-hate that I had, I realized that some people are just genuinely not good people. Like, it wasn't me. It wasn't my hair that was ugly. It was them. It was like some people are just genuinely evil people. Some people are just, I don't know. Some people are just really just placed on this earth to just be bad people. And it, it's like, I, I, I know that my message on this podcast is, you know, be in love with yourself and da, 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 do, do, do. But let's be realistic. Some people are just not meant to wake up in this lifetime. Like some people are just not meant to be good people. And I, when I came to that realization, I was just like, but I am. I'm meant to be this this beautiful person. I'm meant to come into the deepest of self-love. I'm, I'm, I'm meant to to wait the conscious. And I realized like, okay, that's my purpose. That's what I'm meant to do. So what they got going on that's a reflection of them that has nothing to do with me and when I realized that you guys like I came into this deepest of self-love and um sometimes it takes you having to look back in your ancestry right so this is what I mean this is what I mean it's not just you who was carrying that pain and this is something I had to learn when I realized, like, this is my family, like, there'll be my my mom has a perm in her head, and she genuinely loves her perm. Like, she actually is like, even if you gave me a million dollars, I would not cut this perm out because I like having my hair short and I like this perm because I like the I like the styles that it creates with it. And but besides that, right, there's other women in my family who say stuff like nappy headed, bald headed, and stuff like that. So. If you go back and you look, sometimes it runs in your ancestry and it's because our ancestors are still in pain from what happened during those slave times, right? Like we carry so much of our ancestors' pain in our rooms and it's about freeing them. It's about liberating them. This is real liberation. This is true liberation. Me wearing my hair, like right now I have it twisted up. I had did my hair have it twisted up it's so cute I love it so much but me being able to be in my real hair have these twists in and wearing my hair out this is freeing my ancestors this is liberating them this is this is so this is freedom this is real freedom and if you go back in your ancestors you look at your mom look at your auntie look at your sister look at your brother look at your cousin look at your uncle look at your dad 
in some in, in just look at them in some shape or form they're carrying some sort of self-hate and it comes down to their hair and because they failed to heal that self-hate it passed down to you and you have to be the one to say and it stops with me now and me like I, I I genuinely do see myself as a mother I want to be married I'm gonna get married I'm gonna have kids one day and it's important that I teach my children this deep self-love I don't want to carry this this self-hate with my hair because you know if God blesses me with a daughter I want to be able to say um love your hair and genuinely mean it I want her to be able to see her mother me and and be like my mom is walking in self-love my mom is 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 showing me the example you know if i if god blesses me with a son i'm able to say hey love your hair love who you are and he's able to see his dad his and his mother um walking in that and it's important that you also have men around you and this is important ladies it's, it's important to choose partners who also accept all of you who accepts your hair that accepts your body that accepts your mind your intellect your soul it's important because when you have a man that accepts you and is also and also sees your sacredness he's able to be he's able to show the example for the for for the kids that you want to have with him right instead of being with a man who is making you feel even more undesirable he doesn't like your hair he's not complimenting you he's not making you feel good and so you're walking in this in this self-hate and this is why i so I feel like I'm rambling, but guys, it all comes together at the end like a beautiful present. And this is why so many kids nowadays are so, so insecure within every level of themselves. Hair to the to the toes, to the feet, to the, the legs, to the kneecaps, to everything. And it's because they have their parents are so rejecting within themselves the dad rejects the mom the mom rejects the dad the dad rejects himself the mom rejects herself and then they end up rejecting the child and then the child comes out here rejecting themselves and then that projects and then they reject others around them now we're creating this whole big glob of just self-hate right and this is why I speak so much on healing the generational curses, healing your ancestry, because it's important. It carries on. It carries on. And when you heal that and when you heal that um, self-hate and bring that self-hate into self-love, you will carry that on. That self-love will carry itself on, right? And um, it was so important for me to just step into this vulnerability because it was like, I know who I am with the wigs, right? This is very important. Listen, I know who I am with the wig. I know who I am with the 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 added hair, right? But who is Allison Sharp when she does not have any of that on? No accessories, no makeup. It's just her her hair, her short fursy hair, and it's just her. Right now, I feel so real. I feel so raw and authentic. Right now, I'm literally in my closet recording and I'm wearing my hair out. I have no makeup on and I'm just in like some joggers. Like, I feel like me. This is who I am. Not the weave, the wigs. That's like, no, this is me. This is who I am. It was very important for me stepping into my womanhood, stepping into my femininity learning how to accept all parts of me and i say womanhood is very womanhood is very and this is i love to mention this womanhood is very different for black women than it is for white women right um black women 
womanhood and white women womanhood is very different now i, I am blessed with the skill of blending both and I'm, I'm blessed with the skill of being able to connect to both like i'm able to speak for not only black women but i can i can sort of also b speak and also connect with other races i'm blessed with that which is why my podcast is growing so much and i have so many people from different countries listening in because right you feel that connection from me i can connect to you so i was blessed with that skill of connection i can connect to any race but the race that I will forever be so deep in commitment with is my own black people. So when I say womanhood, I'm speaking for my black people right now. So stepping into my womanhood, it was very important for me to not only just accept the outside, right? Like not the outside, but it it wasn't it was very important for me to to not just accept what we see on social media, right? Because social media make it seem so easy. You know, shadow work is the big conversation amongst social media, but the thing about it is people don't actually know what real shadow work is. What I'm doing is shadow work. This is shadow work. You wearing your real hair out there after years of self-hate, you being able with whoever you are listening to this you are probably right now working in some sort of way to move out of self-hate, right? That is shadow work. But so many, so much of this does not get discussed on social media. Shadow work is not pretty. Healing is not always glamorous. This stuff can get messy. This stuff can be, can be hard. Like when it came down to taking my locks out, it was hard. And so stepping into my womanhood was very important for me to accept every level and every aspect of myself. I don't want to be talking about womanhood and and loving femininity and being confident within yourself. And here I am with wigs on every single day. And you guys are like, I have not seen your real hair at all. What can you teach me? Right. And stepping into my womanhood was about me really just loving every single part of myself, even the parts that society has tried so hard to make me forget about myself. Right. It was about who am I without all this? Who am I when I'm not performing? Who am I? And that's a, oh, that's a good question. Who am I when I'm not performing? Who am I when I'm not in front of people? Who am I when I'm just at my house and I'm just doing me? Who am I then? And I feel like when I when I was wearing the wigs, I was wearing the weeds, I was wearing the added braids, right? I feel like I was performing. That was a that was me so much trying to put on a performance for society to like me. But without these these that those wigs, those weaves, those locks, now I'm being challenged to to really say I'm okay without without being received. I don't need to perform. I don't want to perform. Performing gets exhausting. It gets exhausting. You start to lose your breath. You start to mess up the choreography. It's like, oh girl. Oh like it performing is 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 a lot. It's a lot. And I'm so glad that I'm in this space because it's like I don't want to cry. I really don't. <laughs> but I'm so glad that I'm in this space because it's like self-hate is so heavy to carry. Oh my god, it's it's it's, it's a lot. It's so much. And that my heart goes out to any girl listening to this listening to this podcast and maybe she was in the position I was in years ago, hiding her hair, being bullied relentlessly. I am so so sorry that society is making you feel this way that society has put you in this position to be to live in survival mode because that's what it is 
society wants black women to live in survival mode society want us to be so not grounded in ourselves society loves when black women are not not confident within themselves and i actually was on instagram just a few of a few minutes ago and um i had said this post and i think the account is called womb work but and then i'll tag it i'm 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 about in my description because i don't want to get the account wrong but it has said um so i'm not quote i'm not gonna say it word for word but it says something about how resting is what heals the world something like that not as that word from word but you get what i'm saying and i was like this is so true especially for black women black women i black women i hate to say this but so many black women die exhausted so many black women die in this survival mode they die in like this 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 state of just being drained you know it's it's almost like for black women rest is not allowed like society hates to see black women rest society hates to see us lift the burden off of us of just self-hate society hates that like we live in a world that wants us to really live in survival mode and part of me wearing my real hair twisting my hair taking taking care of my hair that to me is is me going against the society that's me fighting against it because it's like i deserve to rest i deserve to to live a happy life i deserve to live a life without hate i deserve to live a life of just goodness and sweetness and fruit like i deserve to live a life like that and through slavery through um the, the civil rights movement through all these horrific um things that happened to my ancestors that happened in the black community they have tried so hard to 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 make us live in survival mode. Wearing those wigs, constantly covering my hair with and constantly covering my hair with scarves, constantly wearing weeds at school because I hated my hair, constantly walking around just covering my hair. You couldn't even see you you couldn't even see a strand of it. <laughs> constantly seeing it, it was like performing and it was exhausting. I was living in survival mode. That was my survival mode. That was it. I was literally fighting for my life every single day in the simplest of ways, in, in the smallest ways. A lot of us are fighting for our lives. And that's, what's, that, that's how I was fighting for my life. Your hair is not hard to manage. And I hate when black women say that, like, I don't look, my hair is just too much. It's girl, it's a lot. No, it is not. Your hair just, it, it requires patience. It requires effort, but don't you think that you're worth all of that? Like, you don't think that you that you deserve that? You deserve effort. You deserve attention. You deserve that patience. Actually sit down with your hair and take care of it. Stop running away from it. Stop avoiding it. Like, don't you think that you're worth all of that? And that's something I had to tell myself. Like, I'm worth this. I am so worth this. I am worth this. And I love this little, I love this integration that I'm in right now, this chapter of my life. And this is why I love celibacy so much because being celibate has truly brought me so close to myself because it's just me, myself, I, there's no third party. There's no second party. There's no one here. There's no one there. It's literally just me. And I'm forced to sit in front of the mirror and ask myself questions again, vulnerability and celibacy has really just, it is, it's more than just sex to me, right? It's more than just not having sex. And a lot of people don't like celibacy because they think of just, 
I'm not having sex and I'm not being pounded out, you know, and, and it's like, that's not what, that's not all there is to celibacy. Through celibacy, I healed the relationship with my mother. Through celibacy, I healed the, I healed my, the relationship to my hair. Through celibacy, I, I got friends now. Through celibacy, I came into a deep loving union with myself. My femininity feels so good. That was all through celibacy. This is more than just not having sex. I, I could give two shits about just not having sex, right? like okay who cares this is there's more to life than just fucking sex there is and i know there's kids watching my podcast listening to my podcast so i'm so sorry for cussing i really don't like cussing my podcast because um there's kids watching there's kids listening so i try my best not to use language but sometimes like i just get so i'm so passionate about this so words slip out so just a little warning i'm gonna put that in my description like a little warning i do cuss like you know towards the end so i i know there's kids watching but um yeah i just i i'm really in this deep space of self-love and i really want the girls in this podcast to challenge themselves and go within and, and be within this vulnerability you deserve that Go within and challenge that dark aspect of yourself, that wow aspect of yourself. You feel the need to wear weaves and wigs and whatever. I'm so sorry that society has failed you. I'm sorry. But you don't need to. You don't have to. Just because your hair is short in 4C does not mean your hair is less sacred. Your hair is beautiful, divine, and so sacred. It is. It is. So please, you don't have to perform. You're allowed to not perform. You're allowed to rest. So, yeah, I think that's it for this for today's podcast episode. I know I kind of rambled, but I just like when my thoughts just start to, my thoughts really just get the flow and I just start talking. And I love this little state of flow because I, it just comes easy to me. Like at this point, I don't have to read my notes in this, in this kind of flow. So, um, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I would love to mention um, I'm working on a project that should be coming out sometime next year, if not next year, then a year after that, but it's going to be very soon. I'm so excited about this project. I'm so excited about launching it and releasing it. I feel like you guys are going to really, really love this one. And I'm so excited. So I'm working on some big things. Um, also to make sure you guys leave reviews i have my sponsors in my description so go, go get your healing oil from v's hidden gems and your cycles journal my code is sacred sharp for 10 percent off on both um yeah i love you guys so much leave reviews on my apple my spotify um yeah i'll see you guys in the next podcast episode love you so so much